We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I am Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're back after two weeks off, or one week off, I guess. Premier League's back. We got seven matches this weekend. Chris, are you refreshed at all? We've had we've had two sets of Champions League slates over the past two two weeks since we had a show about the Premier League. Are you f- refreshed and ready for you know just before the international break here? I would say I'm semi-refreshed. It was a, I was kind of a, you know, last week obviously postponed because of the queen passing away. And it was Thursday, you and I were chatting. I was like, all right, are we going to do this podcast? Are we not? Do I have to write an article? Do I not? And, you know, it turns out it didn't. So it was nice to get a little bit of break, but I will say I was pretty fired up to go to the pub on Saturday morning and watch Tottenham Manchester city. Because I just remember last fall, that game, I think it was last spring, Tottenham ended up winning that 1-3-2, and it was a great mm-hmm. game, you know, awesome atmosphere. And, uh, yeah, so I was kind of looking forward to that. But, you know, all in all, we had the NFL return. So, I, you know, I got my, my uh, sports watching fix on Sunday, I should say. But uh, we're back this week. We're, we're going to be, you know, we're missing three matches here. So there's only seven to pick from. And, namely, we're going to miss that Chelsea-Liverpool match, which was probably going to be the marquee match of the weekend. But uh, So two weekends in a row, we're without the what I would call the marquee matchup, which is unfortunate. But we still have three games that we're going to discuss and then a parlay. So, you know, it's good to be back. And then also I th- what I thought was noteworthy in the soccer world, at least today, was that Nike dropped all of their – their kits for the world cup and this is kits and wagers. So, you know, we would be, it would be a regret of mine if we didn't at least like give that a reference or a mention. I saw there's been a ton of chatter about the U S men's national team kits for the upcoming world cup. And, and yeah, I mean the, the white one, the home one looks pretty white bread. It's a little wonder breadish, you know, it's white. It's got a, like, a, there's nothing much to it. Have but you seen still, the PSG, uh, the training kit? No, is it like that kind of like old school eighties like training? I don't know if I saw a jacket like that recently, but I don't know if I've seen the, the training kit. Okay, I'll uh, I'll send it to you. It looks just like the USA white kit. Okay, both but Nike. The, for me, the uh, yeah, classically. Well, aren't they Jordan brand? Isn't PSG uh, Jordan like Jordan brand? Like yeah, Nike yeah. Jordan brand. Um, but yeah, and then the away kit for the U.S. men's national team. Honestly, like. 
people hate the home one, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Once we see, you know, a, uh, an attacking attack of like Brendan Aronson, uh, Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, Josh Sargent out there, we won't care anymore. You know, like Twitter's first reaction is always like, oh, this sucks, you know, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's not the coolest kit, but the away ones are, it's okay. You know, there's like a kind of, kind of like tie dye looking ish type of thing. So I'm not too mad at the away one, but I will say the, I think the Portugal kit was brutal. It's, it looks like a, looks like an old, old school, um, like football club kind of emblem. It's just like a, you know, like a, uh, I don't know, a parallel line, kind of not a parallel line, but basically like looks like it might be like a house of like a house on Game of Thrones type of thing. So I don't know. That's, those are my hot takes on the kits on the recent Nike kits. But otherwise, I thought there were some cool ones out there and excited about them in general. Yeah, I saw the uh, the Canada Canada's not even getting a new kit or something. They they got like their kit from whatever, however many years ago. It, it, they just have like a plain white one and a plain red one. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. Can we get like a some like a you know maple leaf design on that thing, or you know maybe some you got like a little water, you got a little mountains, you got a you know whatever because you know Canada's got some really cool geological that's, geologic features. It's like why don't you just build off that? But I don't know. Yeah, that's a uh, that might be going too far. Water, land, mountains. <laughs> All right, but like you can do it in a subtle way. I'm I'm by no means a designer, but I you know I think I I see. You know when there's something cool out there, and right, some right, ideas right. are worth worth pursuing. So, anyways, Curse is. I think he's only hours from the Canadian border, so you know that's. I'm like three. Okay, there you go. So two and a half. That, that's probably. that's where this is coming from, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is Premier League game week eight. We're getting into the Premier League here. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, Twitter, got the cheat sheet up. We got seven matches, fourteen teams. Unsurprisingly, Manchester City are the biggest favorite. Away to Wolverhampton, uh, Holland has minus 160 odds to score. And that's actually not as high as it's been. He's like, he's been in Premier like League, it's been like minus 300, I feel like. Uh, he was yeah. minus 190 against Dortmund on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So, I thought he was like 220 the week before, too, against mm-hmm. uh, Sevilla, I think. Or was it Sevilla? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah, he's like but 160. <laughs> Honestly, the way he's playing. Yeah, it's pretty low, actually. But yeah, we're not talking about that match. We're talking about some other ones. We got this massive matchup on Friday between recently promoted clubs of Nottingham Forest against Fulham. Nottingham Forest are at home, and looks like these odds have gone in Fulham's favor somewhat. They've been they've been up and down a little bit. Just looking at the line movement, but we have. Fulham are favored away from home to win plus 155. Nottingham Forest are plus 180. The draw is plus 240. And then the over two and a half goals minus 110. Under two and a half goals minus 110. So it's sitting right there. Um, yeah, I, I looked at last season's results. The away team won uh, both times last season, but uh pretty different teams i guess from last season but you still have the same managers so i guess that that kind of has to go into something here but again a lot of these matches we're talking about these teams have basically had two weeks off so two weeks off well rested uh should be a pretty interesting game though uh, what, what do you think is going to happen here yeah great big time matchup for both these clubs you know they're both likely going to be fighting for that relegation spot so 
you know, I, I would definitely expect them to come out firing, especially after a fair bit of time off. And uh, both teams coming off a loss, uh, Fulham lost last time out 2-1 to, to Tottenham and uh, Nottingham Forest. I think they hadn't they gone up 2-0 on Bournemouth or something. Like they were up and then they ended up losing 3-2. So, um, yeah, both teams coming off a loss. And unfortunately, uh, Nottingham is coming off three straight losses. They lost uh, prior to that loss to Bournemouth. It was 6-0 against Manchester City and 2-0 against Tottenham. So, they uh, they get a little bit of a re, uh, back-to-back matches where they face like top six sides and then they get the two uh, two relegate or two newly promoted teams. So I think the the thing to note here is that you know over the past three matches for Fulham each match has been two one. Um, they lost one in in one uh, one over Brighton. Meanwhile, Nottingham they lost as I mentioned three two and six zero to Manchester City. So collectively, you know they've they're both you know, together they're working on five straight matches over two and a half goals. The way it's worked for, for uh, Fulham too, is they've been in a lot of matches where there's been over uh, two and a half goals. I think the only match was a matchup where it was zero, zero against wolves, if I'm correct. Um, and then, you know, Nottingham obviously have been, been in a couple matches where it's been over two and a half goals. So for me, you know, you, you get the same odds, whether you go over or under two and a half, I'm going to take the over for the, the reasons I just listed. I think that uh, neither team has been particularly good defensively. And I think, you know, Fulham's got a fair bit of firepower. And so, I mean, given all the investments that Nottingham has made too, I think that we see this match go over two and a half goals. You get that at minus one time. So that's, that's what I like in this match. Um, kind of go either way, I think, but that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm still, uh, I'm still upset. You mentioned that the last time Forrest <laughs> played, they lost, they lost that game against Bournemouth. I don't know what you remember from it, but they dominated in the first half. They're up 2-0, and then in the second half, I don't know what happened. They got dominated by Bournemouth at home, and they lost 3-2. I'm upset about it because I had you know, multiple plays on that. I went on SiriusXM FC a couple days before that, that week, and I gave out Nottingham Forest money line to win. And, you know, just making me look bad. So I'm just not happy with Nottingham Forest right now. But I'm actually going kind of a different route than you. I actually think Fulham's back line is pretty good. I am kind of worried that Anthony Robinson probably isn't going to play. Uh, we'll see who starts. Could be uh, Levin Kurzawa. He's uh, from PSG. Or it could be Kevin Mbabu, who's played a little bit off the bench for him this season couple guys I recently picked up so that'll be something to look out for but I think Fulham's back line is actually pretty solid I mean you look at their previous away matches you mentioned the one at Wolves they held Wolves scoreless scoreless early in the season but I mean their other ones really I mean they they lost 2-1 at Tottenham it wasn't like they got absolutely dominated in that match and they they actually went up uh, 1-0 at Arsenal and Arsenal really won that match after you know just hammering it on for the final 20 minutes of that one. So I think they've actually been pretty good defensively since, since uh, Bern Leno, Leno came into net. Uh, so I'm kind of leaning on that side. I think it's going to be a little more defensive than, than some people think, and I guess than you think, but specifically me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fulham allowed one goal in this matchup and two matchups last season. So I'm kind of riding that. And I just don't believe in this Nottingham forest attack. You know, it's just uh I don't know. It, I'm still upset with them. It's kind of what I'm, I'm, it's coming to. And I just think it's going to be a little tighter than than, uh, than you think. So I'm going no on both teams to score, and that's plus 125. So a couple different that's, routes here. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, 
we're both we're kind of going opposite directions here. Um, Adam's record right now speaking for itself. So if you you know the the smart money would be to go no both no on both teams to score. However, it could go. They three, both though. they could arguably both hit, and that would be you know fantastic for both of us. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. It's just like you know Nottingham is just so like pieced together that there's no like continuity. Um, Bullham, on the other hand, yeah, they're they're going to have to put somebody out there. Is it left back for Jedi Robinson? So we'll, it should be interesting either way. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what to make of Nottingham Forest after what happened against no. Bournemouth. It's just, no uh, it's a really hard game here, especially after two weeks out. Uh, so I mean, we could see some some rotation as well. I mean, we know they've had twenty signings, so you know it's been been two weeks so steve cooper could could decide through training that okay actually i'm gonna switch out my entire starting 11 something like that i mean it's not gonna happen but it's possible because they signed so many players i mean i think since we last talked they actually signed serge arrier uh yeah the, the guy yeah. the uh, the wing back that used to play at tottenham so I, like they have another one they have another player uh who's gonna what back up nico williams i guess but i guess he doesn't have his visa yet so he's not might not be eligible but it's just like they just keep adding guys and i don't know when they're gonna play but they have a ton of guys it's, so it's not like they're in like the champions league you know where right. they need like big squad depth or something like that or yeah it's been like specifically in like season-long fantasy formats when you're like oh yeah like let me pick up harry uh tofel or to follow um you know like he, he's gonna get a ton of minutes at wing back and then boom <laughs> New, new wing back like right. you know like they're like okay i actually don't know who to take besides like nico williams on that team so yeah yeah they, it's been... they signed they signed toffolo like uh yeah, Toffolo, yeah. before the before the season so he started the first three or so matches and then it's like actually let's get rain on lodi for some reason right. and then now he's going to be our starter so toffolo we told you you're going to be a regular in our team actually you're not good enough uh even though you signed a contract but you're not going to play anymore because we got yeah. someone new and that's what they did at every position almost now. So yeah, they picked what twenty players when it was all yeah, said and done. So yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. But all right, next match here. What are we talking about? We th- we talking the big? Is this kind of? I don't know if it is the biggest match. Leicester are sitting bottom of the table right now, but we got Tottenham home against Leicester, and the odds haven't really changed much. I guess. I guess. There hasn't been anything that's happened in the past 10 days, two weeks to where these odds would change. So all these odds are, are pretty similar from the past 10 days. But we got Tottenham at home. They're minus 210 to win. Leicester City are plus 550. And the draw is plus 360. And then unsurprisingly, there's going to be, there's expected to be goals in this match. You got over two and a half goals is minus 170. If you want over three and a half, it's plus 145. Uh, under two and a half goals plus 135 do you think Lester what do you think Lester are going to do here uh, I think there's a chance like Daniel Iverson starts a net for him because Danny Ward just has not looked very good uh, there's a chance their new signing uh Wout face Wout face uh I, I can't remember Dutch? I can't remember no Vought, he's not of Dutch. that's all i can think of they released a video of him pronouncing his name but that was two weeks ago so i forget it's like it's i think it's like wow face or something like that but he might start uh they just haven't looked very good they last time out they gave up five goals against brighton they were terrible so you think tottenham are going to run this one but uh they lost two nil at sporting uh lisbon on tuesday so you think this is bounce back spot for tottenham 
I don't know if it's, I mean, this could be a bounce back for either team here, considering what's happened recently. Uh, Funny enough, when I started looking at these matches, I was like, okay, Leicester are just terrible defensively. Let's see what the over under is. And then to look and see that the, the over two and a half is like minus 180, I think. You got to go all the way to the three and a half. And even then, you're not getting that great of odds. So I, I kind of just like skipped that over and was like, uh, you know, wh- what can we get here? And just, you know, I tried to find something that included uh, goals being scored in the match because I don't expect this to be like a 1 1 or a 0 0 or. Or went out. So I I ended up going both teams to score, no draw at plus one thirty five. Well, plus one thirty five. So you're getting some decent odds there. But I still think just given the things that have happened with Leicester this season, they haven't been able to stop anybody really. And the fact that, you know, Tottenham have been pretty good. They did get shut out against Sporting Lisbon, but you know, Sporting Lisbon a much stronger side than Leicester City right now. So I I figured, you know, I think Tottenham wins this, but and both teams score. Uh, hence the no draw here. So I, I think that that's what I would go with this one. And it looks like you're uh, kind of thinking along the same lines too. Uh, this is a public bet for me. This is, I, I don't like this one a ton because this is what, you know, the public loves just hammering favorites, uh, especially like in this spot, Tottenham home. And I don't, I don't like the way Tottenham are playing. They haven't been in a lot of matches this season to where they're going to beat a team by two goals. I think we, you or I took them like minus one and a half against Wolves earlier this season. That one ended up one nil. Uh, I mean, it just really hasn't been that great of a start for Tottenham, even though, you know, the losses aren't there. It, it's just, it seems like a lot of the results are pretty sketchy. Like you look at that Marseille one before the, yeah. the sporting Lisbon loss and, you know, they were getting outplayed in the first half. Then Marseille got the red card and then Tottenham got two late goals. So they haven't ever been playing really well, but this is more of a bet against Leicester. It's been two weeks, so there's maybe there's some worry that okay, maybe you know they, they use these two weeks, they figured it out, but it's just it's just hard to to bet on Leicester with the way they're playing right now. Brendan Rodgers, we'll see what happens with him this season, but I mean he already made comments a few weeks ago about not adding new players, and you know. We'll see what happens with that, but it's just hard to bet Leicester right now, given how they've looked. They they turned to Ndidi on the back line uh, in, in the last couple matches hasn't really worked. So and it's, that's that's hurt their midfield. They just look like a mess. So they gotta uh, play Ndidi not at center back. I don't mean I'm by no means disqualified as Brendan Rodgers to make this call, but like Ndidi is one of the him and N'Golo Kante, you know Fabinho, some of the best holding midfielders in the Premier League. So to see him like back off and play center back, it's just like it feels like a waste of his talent and like his specific talent of breaking up play, which has obviously been a big concern for Leicester. So I think you know their biggest feat this this season was keeping um, Tielemans and James Madison for their for the record. But like they've lost, you know they lost Fofana. They're kind of just such a mess in the back line. It's like maybe put an actual center back back there and then let your your holding midfielder do his job that's why i think face is going to start whatever you want to call this guy wow that's it, why i think yeah. Wout's going to start is he, if he's dutch it's about but i don't you know i don't knows. think he is all right that's let's see a quick look vote vote face yeah he's belgian so i mean it could be isn't frankish like uh yeah, yeah belgian i'll, I'll find the video of him pronouncing his yeah. name i could have we'll sworn he pronounced the w but okay <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah um, so I, I, I think that this is a the minus one and a half is, is semi dangerous, but just 
You know, I'm just going Lester's with like so many dangles. It's, it's Lester have been know, so hard. bad in the back that I just think that Kane, Son, Kulishevsky, Richarlison, like I think those guys are gonna just cause havoc for just this back line, this defense that just is not playing well together. They're giving up such easy goals in every game, and that I that just screams like. Kane and, and company are, are going to get multiple goals here. So I, I did yeah. look at like Tottenham over one and a half goals, but that was still like minus 180 or something. So I'm going Tottenham minus one and a half. That's plus 120 odds. So just getting a little bit more money here. So, yeah. I mean, Leicester have given up the second most goals in the Premier League this season behind Bournemouth, who've given up 18. Leicester have given up 16. Mind you, Bournemouth had nine dropped on them in a game. So. Like it's like all of those came in one particular match, whereas Leicester are giving up goals pretty every much every game. match. No matter who they play. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, I mean, I wonder the last time Brighton even scored five goals. That's uh it was probably ages ago. I don't know. They did uh, they did score. It was, it was it was back in the uh Grand Potter era, you know. It was that far back. Right. That was that was really <laughs> long ago. So I can't even remember it. <laughs> So next match, I think this is the last match of the weekend. This is Sunday, and there are two matches Sunday. Yeah, so it's Everton yep. home against West Ham. We got Everton plus 200 to win, West Ham plus 145 to win. Draw is plus 235. And then with the goals, you got over two and a half goals plus 105, under two and a half goals minus 125. As we speak, West Ham are currently – beating Silkborg. Uh, They are in Denmark. As we are talking right now, they're up 3-1 in Silkborg. So uh, they got a short turnaround here for this match. We'll see if that affects them. I think the bigger thing in this match is uh, Jordan Pickford is out. So it's going to be Asmir Begovic in that. I don't know how old he is. He might be 35. He might be 38. I think I'd I wrote a note earlier this week that the uh, Everton goalkeepers are going to be, I think, a combined 73 years old. So uh, their combined goalkeepers probably, you know, the oldest uh, maybe in Europe combined. And, so, uh, Andy Lonergan is on uh, is on Everton nowadays. He is injured, though. So oh, I was going to say, like, they, I feel like he's played for everybody. They just signed someone else. But how much do you think this Pickford being out is going to affect them, at least in this matchup? Yeah, that'll be interesting. And, you know, the more I hadn't, this had not crossed my mind prior to me thinking about my bet for this match. But, I mean, he's been a big reason that we've seen them. You know, it's been back-to-back 1-1 games against Leeds and Brantford. Prior to that, it was 1-1 against Nottingham. So three straight 1-1 matches here. And they played a 0-0 draw against Liverpool, in which Pickford made a couple big saves. But he's been really their player of the season so far, maybe him and Anthony Gordon. So I am a little more concerned about that right now. And, you know, given that, thinking about West Ham coming off a Thursday match in which they are, they're away in, I guess it's not too, that's not too, too terribly far, but they're still traveling. And then they come back and they have to face Everton, you know, three days later. I, I still think that just given the way Everton have been set up by Frank Lampard, they've been playing super defensively and like just trying to hit teams on the counter basically, and which they've been kind of successful in, or specifically Anthony Gordon has been successful at. I still think I'd like the under here. And I, th- I think I'm taking the over the under at uh, 
minus two and under two and a half at minus 125. So not the best of odds, but right on that cusp of what we like. And when you look back, West Ham played Viborg in their in their first Europa League match. They won that one three nil, and then they had to go three days later away to Aston Villa, which they're again doing here. They're traveling to Goodison Park, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so they're traveling to 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 back to back away matches. Um, they then played Aston Villa to a one nil match there. So came out and you know they got under that two and a half goal. So that's a part of my theory here. And just given the way that Everton play, I think that the under two and a half goals at minus one twenty five is going to be my bet for this one. As we speak, they just gave up a goal to Silkborg. It's three two, but it looks like they they rotated a decent amount in this game. Uh, in this Europa League game. So that is something. I mean, they st- I guess they started three of their regulars on the back line, but Bowen came off the bench. Suchek came off the bench. It looks like Antonio and Fornals both not going to play. Uh, so that's something. But uh, going back to Everton's goalkeeper situation, they signed Jakupovic uh, as a backup. So Begovic, he started three times for him last season, and two seasons ago he was the regular at Bournemouth. So I guess he's not that far removed from being a regular in the league. So that that's at least a positive sign that he, you know, even though he's old, he actually has received some minutes lately. So it's not, you know, something to where he hasn't played in three years kind of a thing. But uh, as for Pickford, he's made at least four four saves in five of the six matches. So it's definitely pretty relevant. But I'm going kind of the same route as you. No on both teams to score. Uh, West Ham have, outside of Europa League, they, they've actually troubled, have had trouble scoring this season. Maybe they're starting to figure some things out as they add some pieces. But as you said, I like the way Everton are playing defense. They're a little bit more defensive than they were last season, and that's kind of that's kind of how they're going to go, uh, I think, just going forward. I think that's how Frank Lampard's going to keep this team up because – he still no one believes in in Everton's attack. So, uh, you know, Anthony Gordon will have will have his moments here and there. But I, I think both these teams will be fine with with being just a slower match, not really up and down kind of a thing. And I, I think that will be I think either side could be, you know, one nil, two nil kind of a thing. So let's go with another. I, I take this bet a lot, but knowing both teams to score, uh, I th- feel like it usually uh, I don't want to say usually works out for me, but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I like it when you have like a team like Everton who, in addition to playing defensive, they don't score a ton. So you can either get them for a clean sheet or get the other team for a clean sheet. But at least with this one, both of our bets can hit. So that's, that's at least a positive for us. Yeah. We're, I think we're in agreement on two of these matches and then kind of at odds on that Nottingham full of match. So, I guess we'll have to discuss that one a little bit uh, next week. But yeah, definitely an agreement on this one, I think. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, so it's time for the team parlay. The team parlay is it's having some trouble. Uh, we had a discussion a couple weeks about it. It didn't work out. It did not work. I think uh, I want to say both of us got our picks wrong, but um, do you remember what well, your pick was? I I will in a second. All right. <laughs> Are you pulling up our previous podcast <laughs> yeah. here while we're podcasting? This? Yeah, I actually uh, put took a, put a I took no. podcast jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> I took no in both teams to score between Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. Another reason why I'm upset with Nottingham Forest. Uh, you took Manchester City minus one and a half at Aston Villa. That game was one one. A draw, so, yeah. So we both missed on it. I w- yeah, it's funny because before. I, I remember saying I was actually looking at Aston Villa plus one and a half. Clearly I should have stuck with it. And then you would have had would, to pick something else. Yeah. So it just didn't work. Yeah. But our process is like, is like, Oh, Hey, I think I'm going to do this for this match. And you're like, Oh, I already took that one. <laughs> and then you go a different one. So it's like, yeah, you would have, so, you know, I'm blaming that one on our lack of hitting the parlay on, on you not taking Aston Villa plus one. I'll take half. the blame. I'll take the blame. <laughs> so I, I like this one a little bit, but if, if you've listened to our show, if you watched our show at all for, I don't know, however long. We probably talk about this pretty often. But I said I said multiple times, I'm never going to take a corner bet again. But here I am. Here we are. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Newcastle game for the team parlay. And I think Newcastle are going to dominate this match. Instead of taking like Newcastle minus one and a half, because I do think like a one nil win is in play. Um, I would like a, a Newcastle win to nil or that kind of a bet, but you know, the places we're looking, they do not include that anymore, or at least I haven't found it. So I can't take that one. So I'm going corners, Newcastle over six and a half corners. That's minus one twenty, And I'm just going back to Newcastle are, are pretty good at home. Uh, you know, they have that three, three draw against Manchester city. Earlier in the season, they they dominated Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, I don't even know if they got a shot in that match, but Newcastle had 11 corners in that match. I think it's going to be a match where Newcastle are in the front and the front third pretty much the majority of the time. That's going to lead to corners over six and a half. I think they can. I think they can hit ten themselves. So let's go with that route. What do you, What are you taking? Well, first of all, we're back on the corners bets, which I think we thought we swore off a long time ago. This but, is hitting. Uh, this one is hitting. Okay. If this one doesn't hit, that's it. All right, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Or cut off completely. All right, well, let's hope it hits. Um, you know, I don't know. Adam didn't plug this, but 
the uh, the cheat sheet on rotowire.com is a good reference for what teams give up a lot of corners. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, where you're getting some of that data. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go uh, way different route because I swore off corners after I missed my last corner. But, but by, I'm going to go Brentford. By miles. <laughs> <laughs> by, by near miles. It was more like uh, like leagues, you know, a thousand leagues under the sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Brentford, double chance here. This is a little bit of a risky one, but we're getting plus odds. Uh, this is, you know, first thing I always do is check out a little double chance bet when I'm checking out some bets because – it's interesting, but we're getting Brentford at home against Arsenal. Arsenal are, Arsenal are coming off a loss to Manchester United. I do think they've been playing great. You know, this is not shade at Arsenal, but Brentford have played three matches at home so far. They've won two, they've lost, or they've drawn one, and they've lost none. Um, so they've been playing well. You know how we feel about EPL teams playing at home against other teams. It's usually a pretty good bet to like think about either a draw or a win for them. Uh, they, they've looked decent so far. They find themselves in the top half of the table. And I think we're going to get plus odds. And we're gonna, we're almost close to a plus 300 bet. It would just be great if we could hit our parlay here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they I, I will give a, a little caveat here that Brentford last season wasn't the best home side ever. They won seven, uh, drew three, and lost nine. So I'm, I'm just kind of betting on their, their uh, last three matches at home here and the fact that they've been actually playing pretty good uh, both home and away. So. That's where I'm going. And Arsenal, I don't know. I was looking at it. Arsenal didn't play in the Europa League this week. They must did their match get postponed. Yeah, too? it did. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. So they are coming off a little rest, but I still like Brentford playing at home. Yeah. This is, it's tricky just because Arsenal, top of the table, playing really well. But yeah, like you said, Brentford, I think, I mean, I wonder what the numbers are if you just look at Brentford off off like multiple weeks of rest or something in a home match kind of a thing. Uh, I just, I'm like a big fan of Thomas Frank in, in yeah. home matches when he's just revving his team up. Uh, like we had that four nil win against Manchester United. That was their home opener. Like you should have seen his quotes before that match. He, he was just, I mean, he was saying some crazy stuff and like he's pump, he's pumping up the team, pumping up the crowd and two weeks off. Like these, these people haven't seen, I haven't seen soccer for a couple weeks, so maybe that gives them an extra boost. It gives guys like Pontus Janssen, you know, another couple weeks to to rest up. He missed a couple couple games during the season. Um, I mean, they, I mean, otherwise they're still pretty healthy overall outside of you know Norgard and, and Pinnock. But playing at home, yeah, I, I do like them. It doesn't help that Thomas Partey returned to training. We'll see what happens with that, but. Uh, yeah, they won two 0 last season. We'll see if Brentford can ride the home crowd, but I think yeah. if we get this one plus two seventy five, uh, again, I just want to read this over for the podcast people. Over two, sorry, over six and a half corners for Newcastle is minus one twenty. Brentford double chance is plus one hundred five. That's plus two seventy five odds. I think if we get this, uh, even though we'll be two and five in our team parlay, we'll be close to even money. Uh, so let's just let's get it right here. This is a. Uh, this is it. This is the Kits and Wagers parlay. I feel pretty good going into the international break. I feel pretty good about it. So let's do that. Excellent. Looking forward to seeing what happens here. Yeah, but that's it. That's all we got. So Nottingham Forest, Fulham, Tottenham, Leicester, Everton, West Ham, and then the team parlay. Do you feel good about this show? Do you feel good about these bets? Do you feel good about your well, bets? How, how are we feeling going into the international break here? 
Yeah, I think the first two bets, these first two matches, like Nottingham Fulham really rode itself for me. I was like, all right, over two and a half. I'm just seeing how they played. That one I felt very confident in. And then Tottenham Leicester, just, you know, looking at that, how Leicester can't play can't play soccer right now. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's let's take it both. You know, you could go either way. And I, it, it would still hit. Everton West Ham, a, a little bit less um, confident. But yeah, I, th- I feel a certain level of confidence this week. What is your what's your projection prediction for this Manchester City at Wolverhampton match? Uh, can I get an if the under is okay, then I would take the under because it's probably going to be like under three and a half just because it's a Manchester City match. Yeah, it's uh, let's see, total goals. We can get that one at under yeah, oh. under two under two and a half is plus one forty. That would be interesting, like a Man City two nil type of deal. Yeah, I did. Yeah, my article is up, rotowire.com. Check that out, betting article. So I purposely wrote about a few other matches. So they're completely different bets, but I believe, I mean, I can't even remember. I wrote this yesterday, but I believe I took Wolverhampton. I don't want to give the exact bet, but I think I put some money on Wolverhampton there. So was it a like a plus one and a half or a spread bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. May have been it. Yeah, Wolves plus one and a half, minus one fifteen is pretty attractive too. They, they lose by a goal and they still, still hit there. Yeah, my my. I mean, we're not talking about this deep diving in this match, but right, I mean, right. Wolverhampton midfield is pretty good. They got two six five center backs, and we just saw you know what Dortmund did against against Holland. He needed you know a moment of brilliance to get that goal on Wednesday, but you know Wolverhampton, I, I think they're playing pretty solid this season i think they're going to put up a good fight uh similar to what aston villa did a couple weeks ago uh you know busy week for manchester city Wolverhampton two weeks off so um you know the public will be on manchester city just because of who they are they're, they're going to be betting erling holland to score and all that good stuff but uh i wouldn't be shocked if this was like a repeat of you know what happened in that aston villa manchester city match so yeah cool just another thought for the people. But, Chris, thanks for joining me on this Thursday. Enjoy the international break. I don't know if we're going to do a future show. We'll see. Because after the international break, honestly, it's going to be – I think there's matches every midweek. It's just going to be madness. Uh, so, I don't know if we want to if we want to run ourselves thin here with, with having a show over the break. But we'll, we'll talk about that one. So Yeah, we'll discuss. You can find Chris at chro 8 I am at Rotos And to get this cheat sheet or any other content at Rotowire, you can get a free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. We'll see everyone later. Uh, we'll have some DFS shows throughout the week if that's what you're interested in. But otherwise, in terms of betting, uh, we'll see you at another time. Thanks, Chris. Yep, thanks, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.